Okay, all right, that's better. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. How many of you feel like she's got a little bit of a preach in her there? She, she can do it. Wesley, could you get the podium for me, buddy? Do you mind doing that? <clears throat> Good morning, everyone. Well, as we were worshiping, the Lord encouraged me that the message that three weeks ago God put on my heart to give this morning is going to become a two-week series here, and because uh, I knew there was no way I was going to get through everything. That's okay, though. Amen? Uh, I know it's the right word. I know it's the right word for this season that we're in. Thank you. Okay? And so uh, let me just ask you before we move ahead, <clears throat> during the worship time, I know there was some, I believe God was doing some significant things during our worship time. Does anybody would like to share a testimony with something during worship, something God showed you or something that you felt or sensed God did in you? Anybody? Lynn? Lisa, Lisa. Uh, this was like a transformational morning for me, and I'm just so excited the Lord did this amazing thing. And I have to just say, when we were singing and worshiping him, and this, this word, fill it up, the Lord just spoke to me and said, Lisa, just give it up. Give up that full burden. Like, you ha you're hanging on to some of those straps. And so I am excited about breakthrough, and I am just so thrilled that his spirit is in this place and wants us to come into the fullness of the freedom that he has for all of us. So thank you. It's awesome. Praise God. Somebody else, I think I saw a hand over here. Jose? Yeah, during worship, um, I was worshiping, and I, I remember the scripture that says, uh, blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. So I started um, crying out more to God and, and asking him to fill me, and I just felt the power of God touch me right in the front during worship. And, you know, Pastor Doug gave me a prophetic word also of what I was going through in my business. But since last week, I've just seen God increase my business, all my sales, and I give the glory to God. Amen. That's great. Thanks, guys. So I'll pass this down to... <laughs> On the way to church today, I always ask the Lord to cover me and get me here safely because I'm older and I'm scared of driving, especially when it's bad. And so today, when I was looking at the snow, I love it when it falls. But after a while, you see that snow, it gets slushy and it gets nasty and the kids have played in it and the cars have run all over it. And you go, oh my gosh, what happened to that beautiful snow? Well, that's what happens with us sometimes. We let life just beat us up. And before long, you see all this slush and you see all the pain and everything and you can't see the glory that God has given us because we're his children and he goes and says keep coming back to me come back to me every moment of every day bring yourself back to the Lord and he will cover you with his grace and the blood of Jesus and then you'll be pure again like that beautiful snow that you saw when it fell Tuesday and now it looks awful but just keep coming back every moment All right. 
Two more, two more. Um, as we were praying, as we were worshiping, I kept, I asked the Lord, I guess the Lord brought back to my mind Psalm 112, and I, I thought maybe I'll go up there and say something, and then I thought, well, everybody who shared sort of shared in the same vein of the thoughts that God was giving me. But then you've given us another opportunity, and I said, well, this is, I need to share this then. <clears throat> Psalm 112, and talks about the man whose heart is established in the Lord and how he will not fear. The, the thought was he will not fear when evil comes or evil tidings. When he hears bad news, bad news will not move him because his heart is established in the Lord. And I would just like to encourage you, Take some time and read Psalm 112 and see yourself as that person and allow yourself to become that person that is not moved when bad news comes because your heart is established in the Lord. All right, one more. Joshua? <coughs> yeah, uh I had the same situation where I was like being drawn to come and share, especially when you shared, but I, I kind of held back. And now that you've given this opportunity, it's like given me. <laughs> but what came to my mind was, um, as you were talking about that the burden, um, people having the burdens and worshiping and that as we were worshiping, that the burdens were being lifted, the definition of the word anointing, that is the uh, burden lifting yoke-destroying power of God. And as that was coming, what came to my mind was that that anointing in the new covenant is resident within us, and that um, that uh, the burdens breaking is a result of the realization of that reality within us. And so that we don't have to reach out for things that are out there, but we reach out for something that is within us. And the song was talking about, let us be more aware of your presence. And so that just was linking everything. It's, it's out of realizing the presence that we have within us and the, 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 the resurrection power, the power that resurrected Jesus Christ is resident within us. And it's just a matter of us tapping into that and just being aware of that reality that all these burdens and all these things that we, we are burdened with will be shaken off us. Thank you, Josh. Amen. That's great. <clears throat> One more? Come on, Ma. Um, I kind of came in this morning. Um, <clears throat> I was feeling kind of down because I was kind of thinking, like, um, I don't know much of, like, my heritage or, like, much of my culture. It was kind of weighing me down because, like, I realized, like, I don't know where I can, like, get that from. And um, as we were singing, I was just kind of praying at first because, like, I couldn't bring myself to sing. And um, just after I prayed and I started singing, I started to get kind of like revealed that like my culture is a son of God. And where I originally come from is from the kingdom. And as I started to kind of see that, I started looking around and I stopped seeing other people as just other people, but kind of like they're also, they're my brothers and sisters of the kingdom. And then as I thought about that, I thought about all the other people that are, aren't in church right now and other people that I know. And that I kind of realized that they're my brothers and sisters too, and they're hurting. 
and there's so much pain that's in their hearts, and I can see it. And I just want to, like, I just, like, imagine myself just hugging them and just letting them know that they're loved and letting them know that they have a purpose, but they don't know it yet. And that was kind of what was on my heart as we were singing. Thank you so much for sharing that. It was powerful. <clears throat> that alone, we can just go ahead and go on home now. Because uh, that, was, that was powerful, praise God. You know, we're all here today because, um, well, one, that God wants us here. But I believe that we all sit here today because of what the effect that God has had on our life and other people that have had on our life. You know, I was thinking this morning, you know, sometimes we, we think about all the things that we want to do in God. And most of the time we think about, Lord, I just, I just want to travel. I want to see thousands of people come to the Lord. God, I want to see great miracles happen, whatever it might be. Uh, we, we have a tendency sometimes to think about, well, that, that will make an impact. That will, that will cause something great to come about. But, you know, God, God doesn't measure things the way we do. How many of you have realized that? His, his measurement, his, his uh, tools for measurement is very different than what ours are. And uh, we each are here today because there are people that have sowed into our life. I felt like it was important this morning to hear from people of what God was doing, what God was speaking into their hearts this morning, because I know that brings encouragement into all of our lives. Because we hear something that Joshua says, or we hear something that that Jackie would say, and we go, gosh, boy, that's just, that's exactly what's, what's in my heart. And it encourages us in that place. And um, I want to talk about, I felt like God put this message on my heart over three weeks ago. And so, uh, <clears throat> so I felt like it was it's very significant for this moment, this time of the next two weeks. And, um, and it's, it's, about, it's about eternal encouragement. About everlasting encouragement, and uh, if, if you would, or you can just look up on the screen here, I want you to look at Second Thessalonians two sixteen. Second <clears throat> Thessalonians two sixteen. We got that, Edward. Okay, all right, man. This is out of the Amplified version. I just love the way that it just expounds upon the words that are here. Uh, all the versions are great. New King James, NIV, they're all really good. But I, I just love the way it, it says this. It says, Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us, amen, and gave us everlasting consolation and encouragement. Say everlasting. Mm, that's a long time. All right? Some versions, I think in the... Um, I believe it was in the NIV, it says eternal encouragement. But gave us everlasting consolation and encouragement and well-founded hope through his grace, which is his unmerited favor. Comfort and encourage your hearts and strengthen them, make them steadfast and keep them unswerving in every good work and word. God says there's a reservoir of that's found in me of encouragement there's a reservoir there is a a well that's found in me of everlasting eternal encouragement 
that you can always go to and draw from, draw out of. Now, that well may come to you in the form of another person. It may come to you in something that you hear, a song, or things like that. It may come in just in, 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 the, in the presence of God, time of worship this morning, uh, through the Word of God. It comes in different ways. But God said there's a reservoir of encouragement for every one of us. And that reservoir of encouragement, he says here in the Scripture, he says, is to comfort and encourage your hearts and strengthen them, make them steadfast and keep them unswerving, all right, in every good work and word, all right? You know, the, the, the journey that God has us all on, it may look different for every person, but, uh, you know, I have found on this journey that one of the, the ministries that are so needed for us to be flowing in and established in and ministering in is the ministry of encouragement. I can't tell you how many times that I have just felt, man, just burdened down or this or that or discouraged in some way, but it's been a person that would come and just just speak words of appreciation or just words of hope. You know, God knows what you need, and he knows how to get it to you. Now, that's not a problem for God at all, is it? The fact is, is that, let me ask you, how, how many trips do you make to this reservoir of encouragement? It's everlasting. It's eternal. This reservoir will never run dry for you and I of encouragement that will comfort and encourage us so that our hearts are strengthened and they become unswerving. I like that word, unswerving, all right? Uh, I was eating a breakfast sandwich this morning. I was a bit swerving on the roads coming in here. And Cindy, she'd, she'd be over there. She says, honey, honey, uh, I'm, I'm okay, baby. I'm okay. You know, <laughs> she can't stand me eating a sandwich or stuff while I'm driving, you know, because I've become a bit un, a bit swerving on the roads, you know. But but our lives, what God has called us to, our destiny, the plan that he's called us to, there's many times along the way that we get a bit swerving in that. We, get, we begin to listen to the wrong things. We begin to put our eyes on the wrong things. And all of a sudden we lose focus. And all of a sudden the enemy gets a foothold into our life. And he, all of a sudden he brings that thing which is going to begin to strip away your courage. You know, but here it says that God says, I have an eternal and everlasting encouragement for you that will comfort and encourage your hearts and strengthen them for every good work and word. You know, in the, in the word of God are three sources of encouragement. Actually, there's probably more than just three, but three is one is the presence of God. Okay. How many of you have, you, you felt more encouraged now than what you did when you first entered in this morning. Put your hands up. Okay, everybody just look around a bit. That's what the presence of God does. That's, that's the amazing thing about the presence of God is that you cannot step into the presence of God and remain the same that you are. It will always impact you, always. 
And stepping into the presence of God on a regular basis, regular basis, is going to strengthen you, encourage you, going to add courage. That's what the word encourage means, is to add courage to you, all right? But it's going to be that, the presence of God. That's why I encourage you, man, come here on Sunday mornings to engage God, all right? He's here. Engage his presence. Monday nights, our prayer time, the the, the, the healing room, come and engage God. You know, we've opened up the the the, uh, the 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 sanctuary here Wednesday through Friday from 11 to 1 where you can come and engage the presence of God and just be in the presence of God. And so we need to take advantage of those moments. It's like going back to that reservoir over and over and just leaning in and just getting all that we need to be able to move ahead, all right? But the, peop- the presence of God, the other one is the people of God, the people of God that that, that there's people that will just have an effect of, upon our life, an influence upon our life, maybe a testimony that they might have. So I want to ask Ray come up here, if Ray is still here. Is Ray still here? Okay, he must have to head out early. Okay, where is Jamie? Come on, Jamie. I want you to come up here, my friend. And then <clears throat> Jamie was sharing a testimony with me earlier this morning, and uh, – I just love to see what God's doing in Jamie's life. So like every Sunday he says, I've got another testimony, you know. And so it's so cool to be able to hear what God's doing and what God's not just, just in through him but through lives of those that he cares for. So, uh, A few weeks ago, my sister, she had an issue, and they ended up doing surgery, and they removed a, uh, like, football-sized tumor, cancer. And they really cut her up, and it was kind of a surprise, you know. But I'd been praying for and right before all that. And so I'd been praying and praying, and I was really just kind of unsettled about it. But then I came in here, and I had really bad shoulder pain. And David and Debbie uh, just came up to him. I said, look, I got this shoulder pain. It's kind of odd, but my sister's really been just weighing on me. And so they just prayed for me, and then she gave me a word about just – Stop striving. Let it go. The Lord's heard you. you know? And so uh, I did. I just I said, Lord, thank you. You know, that was what I needed. Just I, I give it to you. I've done what, you know, I've gone and prayed over. And so I'm letting it go. And uh, then yesterday, uh, Friday, I got a text, and it said, uh, no chemo needed, no radiation needed. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Lord. And I just, it was, uh, the whole thing ever since then, it's like the Lord's just been giving me revelations and revelations and revelations of just, just, you know, like the, uh, just give it to him. Yeah. Give it to him. And it's how, you know, the simplicity of the gospel. That's right. That's right. You know, just, he hears you. He loves you. You know, just Amen. don't make it complicated. Just, come on. Come you on. know, I, don't, I can keep going from here. Come on, buddy. That's great. That's great. Thank you, Jamie. Amen. How many of you were encouraged by that? One is is to give up the things that you're carrying. Two is just a breakthrough, the breakthrough, the healing in his his sister-in-law, your sister. Wow. I mean, that's amazing. When the doctors say there's a football-sized tumor here, that's pretty big, okay? And, 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 and. I guess their, their thought was it was definitely probably cancerous. 
It was. They said it was cancerous. They came back and saying, yep, 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 everything seems to be good. No chemo, no nothing. I mean, God does stuff like that. God does stuff like that. Isn't it amazing? Praise God. Praise God. All right. I just want I just feel like maybe there's another testimony in the house here this morning. Another person have a testimony? Something? David? Apparently your wife helped you to, uh, I saw her, get that arm up, boy. Well, this was kind of like what you were talking about earlier, what God did during worship. In Sunday school, we talked about how understanding is crucial when it comes to the Word of God, understanding the Word the revelation. But when it comes to obedience, sometimes it gets in the way because God will tell us to do something and we may not understand why he's telling us or we may not understand the circumstance. We just have to do it, right? And so in worship today, I was, I found myself, I was standing right here and I, I just found myself like I had a sword in my hand and I was just doing this. And when I closed my eyes and asked God what I was doing, he showed me that I was really a ninja with two swords I was back flipping over the seats all over the place doing that. I didn't understand that. But when he talked about people carrying burdens, needing packs cut off, when she talked about angels and us in chains, it was like, wow, it makes a little bit more sense to me now. <laughs> that's so cool, David. Amen. And that's exactly what <clears throat> when you... Go to that reservoir of encouragement, not just for yourself, but for someone else, you know, someone else. Uh, you know, we drink for ourselves, but we always keep ourselves filled because it's for someone else. And, uh, you know, we've got David Ninja Warrior here. That, uh, that, But that's what words do, don't they? I mean, a, a, an encouraging word in season is amazing, isn't it? You know, sometimes just an encouraging hug in season is just amazing of what it cuts off in our life and the lies of the enemy and everything else. It's just simply amazing. So the presence of God, the people of God, and then it's, it's, it's the promises and principles of God's Word really, really is amazing. It really is amazing. You know, Joshua in chapter 1 <clears throat> Joshua had been sort of Moses' right-hand guy. And Joshua in chapter 1, he, he is faced with the scariest thing in his life, apparently, because of the way that God encouraged him. Now, Joshua was a warrior. I mean, he was a man of men. There wasn't much that scared this man. He, would, he led the nation of Israel into battle. I mean, you've got to be a man of great courage to be able to stand before and go into battle against your enemies. So he wasn't afraid of this, but he, but he comes into a place as Moses has passed away and has died. Now he is in charge, and so he is walking in a new place of responsibility, in a new place of gifting, and he is scared spitless, okay? He is scared to death. And if you read through that first chapter of, of, of Joshua, four times God comes to Joshua and he says, be of good courage, be of good courage, and 
be encouraged and be of good courage. All right, he exhorted them four times to have courage. <clears throat> he needed that. He needed the, 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 the repetitiveness of that. There's times that we just need. We need to hear, and we need to hear it, and we need to hear it, and we need to hear it until breakthrough comes in our lives. All right? But God says, listen, God says, Joshua, I have something for you that will always give you success and will always bless you and always will, will, will do great things in your life. He says this. He says, he says, take my word, the book of the law, take my word, keep it within you, meditate on it. Don't let it depart from your mouth. That doesn't mean that he says don't speak it, but he says don't let your mouth be empty. All right, don't let your mouth be empty. How many times that, that in that moment of crisis, that moment of trial, that moment of discouragement, that moment where the enemy is attacking, we have no words because our mouth is empty. But as we meditate upon the Word of God, I'll tell you, when you meditate upon the Word of God and you study the Word of God, there will always be something in your mouth to say. Always be something in your mouth to say. And he says, he said, Joshua, he's telling them four times, over and over again, be of good courage, don't fear. Be of good courage, don't fear, Joshua. And he says, listen, he says, okay, Joshua, just do this. Take my word, meditate upon it, don't let it depart from your mouth. You'll obey it. And he says, you're, everything about your life will be successful and prosperous. Everything about your life will be successful and prosperous. What you're facing right now of going into the promised land, he says, he says it will, it, the outcome will be successful. The outcome will be successful. And so those three sources, the presence of God, the people of God, their words, their testimonies, and the promises and principles of God gives courage to us. It adds courage into our life. Because the thing about it is that discouragement, what, that, what does it do? What does discouragement do? It strips away, doesn't it? It strips away courage, little by little. Little by little, it strips away courage. There, there's a, there's a uh, I think it's the next slide, Edward. Uh, yeah, there's a quote here by Charles Swindoll I love. He says, courage, criticism challenges it. Adventure arouses it. I mean, you know that God has adventures for us. Danger incites it. Threats quicken it. Courage, another word for inner strength. Presence of mind against odds. Determination to hang in there, to venture, to persevere, and to withstand hardship. I mean, how, how many of us, we've got to have that in our lives. We've got to have that in our lives. Amen? I tell you, the vision, the dream that God has given you is too big. I mean, the, the dream itself should, should, should put a little bit of fear in us. It's like, God, this is too big. It's too much, you know. I need courage just to even, even think about it, Lord, you know. Everything that God has ever told me to do, I couldn't do it. I, I, I did not have the training. I didn't know how to do it or whatever. But it seemed to me that didn't deter God at all. He continually put me in places where, well, God, I've never done children's ministry. I didn't ask you if you've ever done children's ministry. I ask you, will you do children's ministry? Okay. 
All right? Lord, I've never done youth ministry. I didn't have I've never done campus ministry. Lord, I've never done this, that, whatever it was. God, I've never planted a church. And uh, God didn't say, well, I'm choosing you because you have such amazing expertise in this area. It's amazing. You know, when we came here, Cindy and I, we did not have a clue what we were doing. Didn't have a clue. Everybody else thought we did. So we would leave church just kind of laughing. I go, you know, they think they, we know what we're doing. It's amazing. And, um, but, but it's just God, God adds. God adds. God always adds. It seems like that when you are stepping in or you are in the midst of getting ready to go through breakthrough. And what, what, what I want to do next week, this is just a, a small introduction. I want to talk about the things that come against us that try to strip away our courage. Then I want to talk to you about a man in the Bible that faced his, faced his darkest moment. He faced his darkest moment that he had ever faced in his entire life. And he had faced some pretty dark moments, but this was the darkest moment. And, 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 uh, and he was at the doorway of breakthrough but did not realize it, did not see it. And because what he did in encouraging himself the skill of encouraging yourself. What he did, encouraging himself, brought him into his destiny. He had no one to encourage him. You know, it's wonderful when we have people around us that can encourage us, but how many know that we have moments in life that there are sometimes they're just not there? And we've got to learn how to encourage. I found many times that the moment that we need the most encouragement is that just at the moment of breakthrough, just at the moment it's all getting ready to change and we don't see it. It seems like the enemy, he floods us with fear and discouragement at that moment. And it seems like everything around us is confusing. I'm just, I'm just sharing my life. I don't know if you've ever faced this, but I sure have. And it seems like you're at that moment, and that which you've been believing for, that which you've been standing on, that which you've been confessing, that which you have been sowing into, you can't see it. And you don't know you're right at the moment of breakthrough. And the enemy seems to hit you with everything he's got to try to, give you, try to make you to give up. But you don't realize how close you are. Don't realize how close you are. And I want to encourage you that, one, you've got to come back next week, okay? All right, you've got to come back next week, all right? This is so important because uh, if, if, if we learn, yes, we, we have the presence of God. Yes, we have the people of God. Yes, we have his word. But at times of how to take all of that and to, to encourage ourselves, to encourage ourselves in those moments that that it seems like, Lord, I, I don't think I'm going to make it. And it's in those moments that we encourage ourselves and we break through. I love, there's, there's a quote that says, that at that moment, the enemy will try to come and break you before you break through. And that's what he always does, doesn't he? Whether you're stepping into something new for the very first time, or you're on your journey of the next thing that God has for you, whatever. But you're at that 
what we call many times a tipping point. And Chip, Pastor Chip came up to me today and said, Doug, I felt like the Lord really spoke something in my heart about being at a tipping point. And I really felt like, wow, boy, that really just connects with my, my sermon today. And because I'm not going to get through all of it anyway, uh, I'm going to let Chip come up and he's going to finish things out here. Good morning. How is everyone? Hey. Um, well, that was sort of lukewarm. <laughs> well, I love you too. Um, I am going, I want you to understand, I, I have just, I'm making a confession and a declaration at the same time. I have embraced that I'm a mystic. I want you to understand that you are, if you believe in God, and you believe in the supernatural realm, if you believe in God, you believe in the supernatural, you are a mystic as well. And we need to learn to understand that that's a part of our, that's a part of our identity and who we are. It's not about being weird. It's about accepting a higher reality that is bigger than the reality that we see. Amen? Jesus says in John chapter 3, turn in your Bibles very quickly. This is not going to take long. He's speaking to Nicodemus, who comes to him in the cloak of night because he didn't want to be seen talking to the rabbi, to, to the rabbi, um, Jesus. And this man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, this is a teacher of the law calling Jesus rabbi. We know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these things that you do unless God is with him. And the Jesus answered him and said unto him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Now, I want to challenge you in this moment about a tipping point regarding this scripture. Is that it's not about, yes, there's a seeing of manifestation on earth as it is in heaven, but Jesus taught us because he is the model. He is the God-man. We are in him. God has restored that which was in Eden back into us, that we are one with him. And that Jesus himself said, I only do what I see the Father doing, seeing. He saw in the spirit realm by the Holy Spirit. And what I'm telling you today is your inheritance as a son and daughter of God is that you have a divine, restored gift to see into the kingdom that which is in heaven would come upon the earth. Okay? It's a dual seeing. It's a seeing in the spirit so that you can see with your natural eye it come to pass, which becomes consolation which becomes manifestation, which becomes a encouragement manifested because the thing you'd been hoping for, faith, Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. Substance and evidence. I was at a meeting yesterday with Dr., uh, or rather Bishop Bill Hammond. How many of you ever heard of Bishop Bill Hammond? I mean, he is a father in the faith. He's 80 years old, still going strong, major prophet. And he didn't even say, I'm not even going to give you all a word. He was ministering to pastors yesterday. I'm not even going to give you a word. He goes, you all have too many words, but I am going to bring impartation. But the thing that he said, and it ties into everything that has been going on today, he said, 
If somebody gives you a check for a million dollars, how do you react? What do you feel? Go with me on this. If, so, if, if someone came up to you and handed you a check for a million dollars, how would you feel on the inside? Okay. Let's go back to seeing. You see it in the heavens because you have, you have received the kingdom. You've been born again. You're able to see. So whatever you see, you have already received Come on, what you see in the heavenlies through Christ, in Christ, seated in Christ, in him, in him, Ephesians 1 and 2, come on, you have received. The barometer of your receiving is your mouth. I'm sorry. It can cut me right to the heart yesterday. The barometer of your seeing and your faith is your mouth. Why does the enemy want to bring in discouragement? He wants to take away encouragement so that discouragement would come. And what comes out of your mouth when you're discouraged? All the, all the awful stuff. Lies, agreement with the lies of the enemy, agreement with despair, depression, hopelessness, all of the negative, and what it ends up doing is we end up partnering with the enemy to circumvent our own destiny. The Lord, the word that the Lord gave me this morning is that we are at a tipping point, and if that we will, if we will persevere, and yet in due time we are going to see the very things that were prophesied at the beginning of this year, the chains dancing around in a tight circle, the chains of addiction, the chains of oppression, the chains of poverty. Those things are going to be broken off. We are at a tipping point as a body and individually. The things that we have believing, been believing for corporately and the things that we've been believing for individually, we are at a tipping point. I saw two things. Now, this is where we have to get a little mystical, and you have to join with me in my, my, my weirdness. Is that okay? As I was worshiping this morning, and as I was sitting over here, the Lord re revealed to me there were two angels, which goes back to what Cindy was saying. I shared with Cindy about the first one. While I was up during worship up here worshiping, I saw an angel, and his name is Believe. And the Lord spoke to me. He says, release the angel, Believe, because he's come to minister to you that you would believe. Believe in your heart. Confess. Come on. Believe in your and con. Your mouth is the barometer of your belief. And the Lord has assigned to you corporately over. <laughs> Whoa, he's standing right up there. Wow, he's big. Okay. His wings are spread out over us to minister belief. That we, the gift of faith to believe. Raise your hands. Just say, I receive the gift of faith. 
that I might believe. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The other thing, hold on, hold on. The other thing, I was sitting over there with David as he was um, testifying, and all of a sudden I looked over my shoulder, and I was like, whoa. And there was another angel, and his name was Enlighten, or Enlightenment. And it's not the new agey mystical, come on, guys. What does the scripture say? I pray that your eyes would be enlightened, filled with light. It's about seeing. It's about healing our blindness so that we can see, so that out of what we see, we can believe, and out of what we believe, our mouth would declare. And I believe there's the angel of enlightenment that's been assigned to us as a house that we would be enlightened in our eyes to be able to see what is in the heavenlies, in heaven, that the kingdom would be made manifest upon the earth. Amen? Amen. The last thing that I'm going to share, and I'll be done because we've gone over, um, I gave this word to Cindy, but I believe it was for us. I, I encountered... I saw myself, and this is a little bit graphic, but I saw myself in the birth canal, and I saw myself pulling out, coming out of the birth canal. Um, I saw Cindy in an egg, and there was a shell around the egg, and as you know, a bird has to peck its way out of the egg. And what I saw with her was that the egg was the limitation of the things of the past, but the Lord said, pay no attention to lost time, because when she came out and pecked her way out of the egg, she was a full-grown eagle, had full manifestation, full understanding of how to fly, full understanding on how to hunt, full understanding on how to use her talents. She was complete and full man fully manifested as she came out. But what the Lord spoke to me was, you know, one of the faces of God is the eagle, and the sharpness of the beak of the eagle represents the sharpness of the rhema word of God. And the way to break out of your shell is for the sharpness of your mouth, the sharpness of your tongue, not to degrade, not to bring gossip, not to complain, but to bring the word of the Lord into your circumstance to break out. Just stand up with me because we're going to pray and then we're going to dismiss. Is that all right, Pastor Doug? Yeah. <clears throat> Just lift up your hands. Just welcome the, those two angels to minister to you. We just honor your presence. We know that you're sent from the Lord. You're, you're sent to minister to the saints. And we welcome you and we say, come, bring enlightenment to our eyes. Enlighten our eyes. Lord Jesus, we want the light of your, what's in your eyes to be in our eyes, that we would see what you see. Right now, we declare a healing. In the name, in the name, I declare a healing over spiritual blindness. I command your eyes to be healed and to be opened. Eyes opened in the name of Jesus. To see what he sees. You're seated with him in the heavenly realms. You're able to see what he sees. It is yours by gift, by right, by, by divine right of heaven. It is the will of the Father that you would see what he sees. Hey, God. Hey, God. 
And Lord, I just thank you for sweeping across this place with winds of encouragement. Winds of encouragement. Father, even as the enemy tries to come with circumstances to try to oppose, may encouragement rise up. Father, right now I declare, even as Cindy prayed, you would put a guard over our mouths. Holy Spirit, you are the only one that has the power to rule our tongue. And we submit our tongues to you. Holy Spirit, we say, come, rule our tongues. That we would come into alignment and out of our mouth would be the confession of our faith. That which we hold fast to in you. Lord, that we would not deviate, but that out of the sharpness of your word, we would speak your word into our circumstance. That we would persevere and we would see the breakthrough and come into the fullness of the blessing that you have for us as your people. That we would carry the glory, not only in this house, but into this city. That your destiny in this city would be fulfilled. God, the destiny that you have for us in the marketplace would be fulfilled. The destiny that you have for us and our families would be fulfilled. God, we say we will say, we say yes. We say yes. We say yes. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I call forth our ministry team, those that are assigned to pray this morning. If you need prayer of agreement for anything, come up forward. If you need healing in your body, if you need freedom from oppression, come forward. Otherwise, we bless you in the name of the Lord, and we send you out in his encouragement and his enlightenment in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.